This is Laura Lummer, the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I'm a healthy lifestyle coach, a clinical Ayurveda specialist, a personal trainer, and I'm also a breast cancer survivor. In this podcast, we talk about healthy thinking and mindfulness practices, eating well, moving your body for health and longevity, and we'll also hear from other breast cancer survivors who have re-engaged with life and have incredible stories to share. This podcast is your go-to resource for getting back to life after breast cancer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. I am Laura Lummer and Happy New Year. This is the first episode of 2020. I cannot believe how fast that time went by. I just want to say thank you all so much for your support of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach podcast throughout 2019 and the years before, and I know that we are headed for one banner year coming up. To start off, I want to give a very big thank you to AV64 for the lovely review she left for the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach podcast. AV64 said, I'm undergoing chemotherapy for triple negative breast cancer to be followed by radiation. I hadn't long moved to the state when I was diagnosed, so don't have lots of support nearby, but find this podcast to be such a huge support for me. Listening to Laura feels like I'm listening to a good, wise, and encouraging friend. The topics are always interesting and informative. I can get through this marathon of treatment with the help of Laura and her podcasts, I'm so grateful to have found this gem of a podcast. In AB64, I just want to tell you that I'm very grateful you found this podcast as well. And I know that what you're going through right now is extremely challenging and requires a ton of support and care. So please accept my invitation to find the Breast Cancer Recovery Group on Facebook and come and join our group of lovely, thriving survivors and women who would be happy to be your sisters and offer as much support as possible throughout your experience. I wish you all the best and thank you so much for taking the time to leave that review, especially with all you have going on and everything you're going through. So I just want to be clear on the fact that I don't read these reviews to just toot my own horn. But I want to acknowledge how much I appreciate the extra effort that goes into taking the time to write a a review, and because I really hope you enjoy hearing your review on the show and knowing how much I appreciate you. So if you're listening now and you haven't left a rating or review for the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach podcast, I would appreciate it so much if you could find the time to do that as a kickoff or an awesome 2020. And if you're not listening to it at the beginning of the year and awesome wherever you're at in the year, because it means again, so much to me and to those like AV64 who need to find something to support them before, during, after a diagnosis of breast cancer and definitely after treatment. Okay. So let's have a little fun as an introduction to today's show. I want to share a numerology definition of the number 2020 that I found on numerologyangel.com. According to this website, when the combination of the two numbers, 2 and 0, are repeated, it carries amplified energy. In numerology, 
The number two resonates with relationships, your intuition, and the very purpose of life. The number zero is associated with spiritual growth, its journey, life cycles, and the connection to the spiritual world. In addition, zero is quite meaningful as it is considered infinite and it has the rest of the other numbers attributes. Furthermore, when two zeros appear, as in 2020, it is an indication that you are about to enter a new chapter in your life. So, happy 2020, and welcome to the beginning of a new chapter in your life. Now, of course, we all know that the most popular topic at this time of year is goal setting. But what we're going to talk about today isn't setting goals. It isn't about what you're going to accomplish, but how you're going to accomplish whatever it is that you want. Closer relationships, weight loss, healthier eating, recycling more, taking a dream vacation, whatever it is you want to do in your life. You need to have one important thing in place to make it happen. A process, a system. Super sexy, right? We're talking about systems. But trust me, I think you're going to really like this. When I first started writing courses, writing online courses, and learning how to structure them, I learned that an important step is building in accountability. It's vital to give my students a calendar and a checklist and to get them writing things down. As one of my favorite life and business coaches and motivational speakers, Marie Forleo says, If it's not scheduled, it's not real. And that's why it's critical that you get things into a calendar, that you write things down, that you make the time and schedule the time to do the things that are important for you to grow and have the change you want in your life. So let me share a recent conversation that I had with one of my Revivify students. This woman is is really struggling to find her footing since completing treatment. She's wrestling with some very powerful thought patterns and they're holding her back and creating a lot of suffering rather than supporting her and and her growth. Now, there are lessons in my Revivify program that address her specific challenges, but she's not working the program. So after we had a lovely one-on-one call the other day, she said to me when we finished, oh my God, I get it now. I get what I have to do. I'm going to start tomorrow. And of course, I was more than thrilled to hear that. But what I had to ask her was, how are you going to do that? How is it going to be different for you this time than it was the time before when you started, but then didn't create the time to finish or do the work? Because I know that if you want to accomplish something different, you must show up differently. If you're listening to this right now and you're thinking about a goal that you've told yourself you really want to accomplish and you not only haven't accomplished it, but if you're really being honest with yourself, you have to admit you're not even taking steps toward accomplishing it. I am willing to bet that you do not have a system in place for you to accomplish that goal. Let's look at weight loss, for example, because it's one of the most common year-round goals for just about everybody. If your goal is to lose 10 pounds and you clean up your diet for a couple of weeks, but you don't hit that goal, or you feel like you haven't lost enough 
or what you expected to in that amount of time. That goal will fall by the wayside and end up on the list of frustrations titled diets that didn't work for me so fast it's not even funny. But if you change that focus to creating a healthy habit, for instance, I will pack my lunches on Sundays between three and five for the week. And you put that in your calendar and you actually commit to that time like you would a nail appointment. (laughs) I have to use that because I never miss a nail appointment or a dentist appointment. You will begin to eat healthier. And when you begin to eat healthier, you will start to realize a reduction in weight, most likely. If you say, I want to do yoga in 2020. I'm going to do, I'm going to have a yoga practice. The chances are that you will never see the inside of a studio. But if you say, I will go to yoga on Sundays at 8 a.m., on Wednesdays at 7 a.m., on Fridays at 10 a.m., and you make a financial investment in a membership at a local yoga studio, and you write those times down in your calendar or you schedule a recurring appointment in your phone, it is so much more likely that by the end of 2020, you will have a consistent yoga practice. Dr. Gail Matthews, the psychology professor at the Dominican University in California, conducted a study that found humans are 42% more likely to achieve their goals if they write them down. If you're thinking, I know, I know, I've heard all this before, I need to ask you, I know you've heard it because I've heard it too, but are you doing it? Have you created a system to achieve your goal? Have you written it down? And do you look at it and rewrite it every day to hold yourself accountable to the step-by-step process you create to make the change in your life happen? James Clear in his book, Atomic Habits, which is an amazing book, teaches the importance of focusing on small, consistent changes to achieving lasting results. In this book, he says, and I quote, Achieving a goal only changes your life for the moment. We think we need to change our results, but the results are not the problem. What we really need to change are the systems that cause the results. When you solve problems at the results level, you only solve them temporarily. In order to improve for good, you need to solve problems at the systems level. Fix the inputs and the outputs will fix themselves. So let's look again at that example of managing weight. How many people do you know who have lost weight and then gained it all back? Probably just about everyone because the statistic is that 95% of people who lose weight gain it back. But think about what people do when they decide to lose weight. For the most part, they make a temporary decision to eat a certain way in order to achieve the goal. Their eye is on the goal, and when they start to see progress toward the goal, or even when they've achieved the goal, what happens? They say to themselves, well, I've done really good, so I deserve this treat. Or, you know, things have changed a lot, so I can go ahead and start eating that again. And before you know it, their size six jeans are on a hanger in the back of the closet, once again waiting for that someday when I lose this weight again. This is because they did not focus on the habits that were working against them in the first place. Things like 
Don't shop down the center aisle of the grocery store. Set up a time for healthy meal preparation. Work on changing the thoughts and the cues that trigger the need to eat or the desire to eat. So let's switch to something a little less tangible, but very common and very real that causes a lot of pain after breast cancer. The thoughts you have about yourself. Now, another favorite quote from the little fireball Marie Forleo is, quote, the most powerful words in the universe are the words you say to yourself, unquote. Now, this works both ways, meaning if you use negative and demeaning self-talk, it is powerful. If you use positive and uplifting self-talk, it is powerful. So if you make a choice to reach out for support because breast cancer or anything else in life tore you up and you're not feeling the way you want to feel or you're not looking the way you want to look, you must start that change by looking at the way you're thinking about yourself. And the thoughts that are in your head when you choose not to do the work or you choose to self-sabotage the work towards your change. So let's talk about how you set up a system to improve your thoughts. First of all, you have to make them real, and you do that by writing them down. In my Revivify program, there are several writing exercises. One of the first ones is designed to help my students release the thoughts and the expectations that are causing them suffering and frustration. That module is called Release. So recently, one of my superstar students, a lovely woman who I adore and who has been a guest on my podcast on episode 58, Marianne, she told me I need to emphasize to people more that release is something that has to be done repeatedly. Because even if you go through the initial exercise and you feel good about what you've done, stuff keeps coming back up. And she is 100% correct. Your thoughts and the state of your mental well-being, foregoing any actual mental illness, are a constant work in progress, just like everything else in life, you guys, everything. If you go to the gym and you get in the best shape of your life, you must continue to train to maintain that shape. If you work really hard to create and stick to a healthy eating plan, you have to keep doing the work and the planning to stick to it. If you build a million-dollar business, you have to stay committed and consistent and working on it to maintain its success. And if you want to think about yourself in a more positive light, you have to work on training your mind to let go of anger, judgment, the past, and you have to continually seek out constructive input, face your fears realistically, and own the way you think about yourself and the world around you. It is a lot of work and it takes commitment and it takes practice. I tell you this because I think so often our goal setting is short-sighted. I believe we want to do more than accomplish a thing. We want to evolve as a person, as a human being. Think about that. Do you really want to take a trip or do you want to be a traveler, a person who travels? Do you want to work out or do you want to be a person who lives a healthy lifestyle? Do you want to publish a book or an article or do you want to be a writer? Do you want to think more positively or do you want to become a happier person? The becoming and the maintaining who you become 
is the process. It's this step-by-step consistent action that you take to become the person you want to be, to create the life you want to live. And that takes work and commitment and support and a system, a process. So am I saying I think goals are pointless? No way. Absolutely not. I love goals. I write my goals every single day, but I write them to keep them top of mind and to inspire and motivate me to stick to my plan, to do the work, to keep learning, to keep growing and to keep moving forward. Some time ago, I don't even remember how long it's been now, I started this practice that I I think I read in a book by Rachel Hollis called Girl Don't Apologize. I'm pretty sure that's where I got it. And what the exercise was is to come up with three words with which you would want someone else to describe you. The way you want to show up in the world, if you said to somebody, hey, um, in three words, describe Laura, what would you want those words to be? So I thought about that a lot and I came up with my three words and I put them in my phone and I set alarms that go off three times a day. And each time those alarms go off, those three words pop up on my phone screen and I read them. And I read that I want to be inspirational, empowering, and connected. And every time I see them, I have to ask myself, am I behaving like a person who is inspirational, empowering, and connected to others? Or am I at the very least taking steps to become that person? If I didn't do that, if I didn't have that process, that system that reminds me repeatedly throughout the day, who knows how long or how much time might go by before I would actually think about those words again, right? Something you write down and then you just forget and it goes by the wayside. But now I see them multiple times throughout the day, and I use them as a filter to guide my actions throughout the day. Make sense? So when it comes to change, this is a really multifaceted topic. And when you when you study behavior change, there's all kinds of behavior and health models and theories. And there's this one called the trans-theoretical theory, the stages of change. And it says that, you know, we're always in a different stage of change. And it's really important to evaluate where you're at. Are you in the pre-contemplation stage where you're really not thinking about change? You know something might be good for you to do to change, but you you are just not ready to commit on any level. You don't even want to read about it, hear about it, check it out, go to a free class. Then you're in the contemplating stage and you're thinking, yeah, you know, this, this might be good for me. I'm, I'm willing to listen. Or you're in the preparation stage where you're like, you know what? I'm going to make some change here. I'm going to make some change. I'm going to start looking into this stuff. I'm going to start listening to podcasts, seeing what my friends are doing, seeing how much things might cost. I'm going to figure this out. Then you're in the action stage where you are doing it. You're getting up, you're moving, you're doing it, you're writing, you're running, you're doing whatever it is you're doing. You want to make change in your life. And then you're, there's a stage where you're maintaining it. So it's important for you to, to really evaluate that and ask yourself, are you really ready for change? And if so, how ready are you? Are you willing to make time to create this change? Because time just doesn't happen. You have to make the time. You can't say, I don't have the time because you do have it. You just have to earmark it for the things that are important to you. How much money are you willing to spend if you have to spend money? How many roadblocks are you willing to overcome? Are you willing to come up against obstacles, figure out a plan B, and keep moving on? 
And if so, how are you going to do that? What's your backup plan? When an obstacle comes up, what are you going to do? How are you going to manage it? And then what is going to be your first step to creating this change? This could be something as simple as, I am not going to turn on the TV when I get home until I have done yoga for 15 minutes or until I have packed my lunch for tomorrow. I am not going to pour myself a glass of wine when I get home until I've written 500 words towards that article or book I want to publish, until I've meditated for 10 minutes, until I've sat with my kids or my husband or whoever and had a one-on-one, distraction-free 15-minute conversation. I'm not going to do any of these other things because these other things are distractions. And if you want something to change, you've got to show up differently. If you want to be more connected to your significant other, how are you going to do it? Will you commit to a date night every Friday at 6.30 p.m.? It's on your calendar. It's booked. It's going to happen. Will you commit to cooking dinner on Saturday nights together while you listen to the music you loved the most while you were dating? If you want to spend two weeks in Italy, how much is that going to cost you? How much are you going to put toward that fund every week? Who's going to watch your pets? Who's going to water your plants? Who's going to collect your mail? And when you think about these things and you start writing down these steps, don't use them as obstacles to why you can't live the life or become the person you want to be. Instead, look at all the things that have to be addressed so you know what your process is. You know what you are coming up to deal with, to have to manage. And then as you begin to work through your system, you manifest that change you want to see in your life. A few weeks ago, I sat down with my husband to plan our goals for 2020, both business goals and personal goals. And it wasn't easy because we promised we're not going to allow each other to put a goal down without a how behind it, without a date, without a time, without a process. And sometimes that how is tough because you have to face making changes Or you might even have to accept that what you want is going to take longer than you think because maybe the resources are limited. Maybe time is limited. Maybe the knowledge is limited. And you might even need to hire someone else who has the knowledge to help you get where you want to be. But in the work of the planning process, and you come up against these obstacles, this resistance, it makes this stuff real. Because let's face it, Life is full of obstacles. So be honest with yourself. Be real about those obstacles and be real about what you want and how you're going to handle the setbacks or manage all the facets that have to be addressed to make things happen. So I mentioned the book Atomic Habits, and I will post a link to that in the show notes for this episode because I think it's an incredible resource. James Clear, the author of that book, advocates for 1% change. 1%, you guys, tiny little changes, and for creating systems that help you develop these small new habits that accumulate over time. And what I love about his analogies, he says, these changes are like compounded interest on an investment. So they build a little bit at a time. And then after a certain period, you come up on this tipping point and you're like, wow, I've created something. It's a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But those little bits add on top of each other until they become something real and something big for you. You know, something I remember very clearly as a kid was that I would walk into my room, drop everything wherever 
I stepped in. First place I stepped, that's where things would get dropped. And then on the weekend, I'd want to go hang out with my friends. And my mom would say, you don't get to leave this house until your room is clean. And I hated cleaning my room because it was such a big mess by then. And I would have a fit and I would pout and I would drag my feet. And what should take 10 minutes would take hours until I was finally done. I fought with my mom, but I could finally leave the house. And when I'd leave, such a miserable experience, I would think, I am never going to do that again. But I would do it again because... I didn't change my habits, which my mom probably yelled at me and said, Laura, when you come home, you have to take off your jacket and hang it immediately. She probably said that, but I never heard it because I really wasn't listening. But the point is that I made a decision to change things and not let it happen again. But I never looked at the habits I had that kept leading me back to the same situation. So inevitably, by the time the next Saturday rolled around, my room was a mess, I got in trouble, I fought with my mom, and I had to spend way more time cleaning my room than I wanted to because I wanted to be out hanging with my friends. And this works the same with our goals. How many times have you attempted the same goal and not accomplished it or not even gotten close to it? So maybe it's time to take your eye off the goal and take a closer look at the path to the goal, the process to getting there, the habits that have to change. Here's one more thing I'm not a fan of when it comes to personal goals, and that is setting time limits. Now, if you're talking about business goals or a project plan, that's a different story. But when you're talking about personal development or physical change, I truly believe that it's the process and the journey that matter. Because You will have to adapt as you work towards your change. Notice I did not say you may have to. You will have to. That's how life works. There will always be a curveball, always. And you'll come up against internal and external blocks. And you're going to have to take time to work through those. You'll fall down. You'll get back up. You've got to keep pushing forward. So I feel like when you set time limits on your personal development goals, They open you up to this whole threat of feeling like you're a failure or self-flagellation. And those are situations that you have to do whatever you can to avoid. Life is a process. Growth is a process. Building anything is a process. And achieving a goal is also a process. So be patient with yourself and trust in the process because each step you take is change. And that change, like James Clear says, is a compounded interest. It's a compounded action. Little by little, you're creating change. And one day you're going to look back and go, oh my God, look what I've done. Look what I've become. This is awesome. So trust the process and don't be too hard on yourself and say, I have to accomplish this by this time. Or if I haven't lost 10 pounds by that time, then I'm such a loser. I can't do it. Be patient with yourself. In order to help you, I have created an action sheet for you to start building your process toward the goals you want to achieve and the change you want to see in your life. You can find that sheet at lauralummer.com forward slash goals or on the show notes for this episode at lauralummer.com forward slash 69. So go ahead, download it, and print out as many copies as you need to start creating the process toward living the life you want. And if you have more than one goal, great. If you want to focus on only one area, great. But keep 
printing out those sheets and reworking them because in the wise words of the beautiful Marianne, stuff will keep coming up. So you'll have to keep evaluating it and changing to move forward. I would love to hear your thoughts or your questions. So please feel free to email me at laura at thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com or come and find our free Facebook group, The Breast Cancer Recovery Group, and post your questions, post your successes, share information with each other. I love hearing from you, and I know that the women in the group will love hearing from you too. Don't forget, you can also download my free guide, Care, the Four Steps to Healing After Breast Cancer, because they're just four foundational steps to start that process very gently with yourself in healing your physical and emotional self after breast cancer. Also, if you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe to this show so that you never miss an episode or all of the exciting announcements I have coming up for 2020 because I am moving and shaking here behind the scenes and I'm going to be rolling out lots of fun and new things for you over the next couple of months. So I thank you so much for listening. I wish you the happiest of New Year's. I know it's going to be great. Go and print out those sheets. Go and start working on that process for yourself. And I will talk to you next week. Until then, be good to yourself. You've put your courage to the test. Laid all your doubts to rest. Your mind is clearer than before. Your heart is full and wanting more. Your future's at the door. Give it all you got. No hesitating. You've been waiting all your life. This is your moment.